Hey folks, so before we begin this podcast, just want to say we suffered some technical difficulties at the beginning of the show, uh, and unfortunately there was some audio that was kind of lost uh, as we're trying to figure things out uh, in my new setup, and uh, so uh, definitely uh, thank them for joining the show. Again, I apologize if there might be some information you guys hear that that doesn't make sense in the interview. Uh, it's only the beginning part of the interview. The rest is great, and you should definitely listen, uh, but just wanted to give that warning before we begin the recording, and without further ado, here's the show. Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, RF Refugees podcast, Ted and John here, and we are joined by a very, very special guest to help us preview DC United's upcoming game against the Philadelphia Union, Justin and Tim from Duke by the River. Uh, guys, welcome. Thanks for thanks for joining us. Yeah, th- thanks for having us on. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We'll talk. So let's uh, let's get started. Um, you guys uh, played in this thing called the the Concacaf Champions League. I, I heard DC United. I, I heard DC United uh, uh, boycotted that tournament. Uh, you guys are the while. only only team. <laughs> yeah, it's been. I'm pretty sure since uh, since 2014. I'm gonna go ahead and go out on a limb there. Uh, but you guys you guys are in it. Um, talk a little bit. I, I guess that 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 maybe has weighed down your uh, your MLS season thus far. Uh, but talk about I guess a little bit about what that what that tournament has sort of meant to to Philly. You know, you guys are the only MLS team left now in the tournament. Um, talk about kind of what that means to to the fan base. Um. Yeah, so we talked about this when we started previewing against Saprisa, and we thought if we could beat Saprisa, which was no small feat, given that they are, I mean, they still are a Costa Rican powerhouse, and they're having a bit of a downturn. And we, you know, we talked to our our friend Eddie from Brooklyn, who is a massive Saprisa fan, and we were all flip-flopping back and forth because we couldn't figure it out. And we knew the union were going to be, you know, with losing Brendan, with losing Mark. I mean, those aren't two easy pieces to replace, at least from Brendan's point of view. A center back, as good as Mark was, is a little bit easier to kind of congeal a, a makeshift back line. And given that you still had Elliot and Glesnes, it really wasn't as much of a makeshift. Uh, so going into it, we're like, okay, we think there's a good shot. And then we we pull out one in Costa Rica, which was unreal. It was like, okay, what's going on? Then, you know, we beat them pretty handily in Chester. And it's like, wait a minute. We're like, you know, okay, we're doing pretty well. And then, you know, the season we draw against Columbus. We lose against Miami. We're like, Okay, but we're doing really well in Champions League. And then we have the the Atlanta situation. And the first game, you know, as we call it, CONCACAF shithousery, like it was it was as about as CONCACAF as you could get. And after that game, we kind of sat down and went, you know, as much as we don't want to admit it, the union might be the one team that might be able to play the dirtiest, scrappiest game that CONCACAF requires. And, yeah, they grinded out a result against, you know, Atlanta in the second leg. And you move on to now being the, you know, I went from saying, oh, there's going to be a 
all MLS semifinal potentially to the Union <laughs> are the only team, MLS team in that. It kind of was surprising. And yeah, the results were not pretty going into it. And the Chicago game, listen, Chicago is basically a reset for almost anybody because they are a team that really should, like we've said this, on paper should be better, but are really not a good team. We, uh, and, we agree, by the way, on that pretty clearly. <laughs> I mean, between their logo and the, the product in the field, all, both products stink. And then, you know, we didn't really have too much to say about New England because we saw New England seven times last year. It, it That was ridiculous, by the way. Don Garber, I, I mean, we don't like Don Garber for many reasons. But that's another like what what are you what are you doing, Don? Come on. One one draw. We are we are not too surprised. And then you have the most recent game against Red Bull. And that was an ugly game. I mean, Tim and I were there and we said before the game, you shut down Caden Clark and that game then that team does not function, even as good as they're playing. And we managed to do that. And unfortunate news about Aaron Long with the Achilles tear that without happened right at the end of the game, we actually didn't, we, we had no, I, I had no idea that was happening. Um, yeah. And, you know, we hope he recovered, but the fact that the union, we said this when, the, when CCL was taking a break is now the first, the first leg semifinal isn't until August. So the union now, Jim said it best. They can now focus on the league You referenced the sale in the offseason uh, of, of two pretty young, talented players that fetched you some some millions of dollars. Um, and you just also referenced the new addition, your new number 10. Does your roster feel like it's in its final form uh, for 2021, or do you feel like there's going to be some summer moves that are required to <laughs> put you in a position? Uh, uh, I, I think Tim and I can both agree that this is this we hope is not the final form. Um as much as we have, at least as much as I've been craving a, a, a goal scoring number 10, which is exactly what they got in Gazdog, um, they they still need that killer striker. I mean, you know, getting getting Gazdog is huge because it is that lethal threat that it's it's what you wanted in Boric Dochkal. It's what you wanted in Makra Fabian. Brendan Aronson is technically gifted, is fast and has a lot of ability in the ball, but had to really work on, and you're seeing it now with Salzburg. He's developed a shooting ability. Yeah. With our striker situation, I mean, Casper, I mean, people forget he was Ernst Stanner's first signing. And the reason he was a free was because, well, he hadn't played a game in two years. He had had foot injuries. He, he was, he was inconsistent. Corey Burke at one point, we lost him for a whole year because of visa issues. You know, I mean, we we had Andrew Vooten, who we thought <laughs> we thought was going to be the big thing, and he literally scored no goals in official league play. Like it, the striker situation is still something that is the point of contention for a lot of Union fans. Uh, I'm of the mindset that having an, a, a a a true number ten is more important than having a true striker. Um, but it wouldn't hurt to have a true striker. So it, I, I hope that Ernst goes after another player because I think him and Jim even referenced that this roster is not complete, that they still want some tweaks because 
as much as we love the young players, I mean, Quinn Sullivan, Jack McGlynn have both made a young, have made appearances. It still feels like Jim doesn't trust the young kids as much. At least this group of young kids, McGlynn and Sullivan really are the two outside of Anthony Fontana, who, even though he's only 21 years old, is the veteran homegrown out of the, out of this group. It doesn't seem like Jim trusts his young players as much. So I do feel like there is still at least one signing, but definitely before the, the, uh, First leg against Club America. Sebastian Latou is probably available. Too, yeah. I, I'm sure that he's still fit. We we do ball. we do see him a lot around. You, he works you, the broadcasts for the. And just throw a penny on. So there. he's there in the stadium. Yeah. Exactly. And if you're near the Larimer, the, the brewery near the stadium, Sebastian Latou will make an appearance or two in in, <laughs> in the brewery. We know, we know, uh, we know so, that. So uh, for for sort of for DC United fans, we're uh, for looking at your results, not maybe. Assume we haven't watched any of your games other than the CONCACAF game. Just assume potentially that's maybe what happened. Uh, what, uh, you know, what, where are the danger points? Who's in form right now? You mentioned Corey Burke scoring a goal uh, to beat uh, New York. Not a, you know, looking at your results, you're not, uh, you're not filling the goal to a, to a scary amount if I'm DC United, uh, but you're also not conceding very much. And that's sort of if you took out own goals out of, if you took own goals and the San Jose game entirely out of our, uh, our uh, portfolio, that sounds sort of like <laughs> us. So DC United fans, what, what should we be, what should we be watching for and be concerned about from Philadelphia this weekend? Uh, I'll start. And I, I say uh, Leon flock, who's a 20 year old German American new signing from, from St. Pauli, right? He was basically signed from St. Pauli. Yeah, from St. Pauli. Yeah, from St. Pauli. Uh, you know, essentially was signed a, about a week or two before CONCACAF Champions League play and came in, started that first game and has not come out of the lineup since then. He's played every single match uh, when Jose Brujo Martinez went out with his red card against uh, Castellanos where he came down with the elbow. Uh, he's been out for three games and Flock has uh, slid back into the number six role uh, and has played brilliantly so i would assume uh whether it's at the six or you know as a as an eight uh shuttler midfielder that the union like to play in their diamond midfield i think he's sort of the the one to watch he's the most informed player for me um and that kind of fits into the union style in that it's not a star player who you really have to look out for uh, what jim Curtin always says is the the star is the style of play uh the union play that high pressing sort of red bull-esque uh style which we we don't like to say uh, but it is true. It's, it's sort of taken from Red Bull, uh, from the, the European Red Bulls, I would say not so much from New York Red Bulls. Cause we've seen the union are better at pressing than Red Bull New York is. So, uh, but yeah, that's sort of the style of play that that's the star. They want everyone on the field to run around and give their all, you know, they want everyone running like seven miles, uh, especially in the midfield. That's sort of a, been the average of, of what they, they want their players to do is just run, give everything for the team. Uh, press the ball up high, win it off you, and and then find a way to get a goal. Um, and like we kind of mentioned, the Union are kind of inconsistent in attack, which I, I think is probably a, you know, a good thing for DC United fans there. Uh, but if the the press works and it's kind of easy tap-ins, it's it's usually harder to miss those. So that's uh, where the Union have their game going it for sounds them right familiar. now. Uh, <laughs> it sounds familiar. Yeah, it sounds familiar. Yeah. A, co- a, co- a, coach, a coach that wants to run, run, get players to, you know, work hard, all those things sound sound very very familiar to us. Uh, yeah, as DC ab- absolutely. And it, to build on Tim's point, yeah, I, I mean, if you've listened to our pods, I have basically gushed over Leon Flock because 
I mean, this kid is exactly what you want in, in a defensive mid. He's all over the place, does everything you want. Um, but I'm actually going to go a slightly different route. Um, and Tim and I have kind of been not at odds about this, but we've definitely had our different opinions on this player. I'm going to say Olivier and Baizo. I mean, so Kai Wagner on the left, we the league pretty much knows about him right now. He is one of the more informed left backs. But Olivier Mbaizo has gotten some playing time over the last few years. He's still a very young player. Um, and with the sudden retirement of Ray Gaddis, initially everyone thought this was Nathaniel Harriel, the homegrown. This was his position. And Jim goes with Olivier on day one and – we, I mean, Tim and I looked at each other and we're like, okay, like this kid has got something. Yeah. And the thing that he, that I love about him is his ability to get forward. Now, defensively, I think he sometimes pinches in a little tight. Uh, I mean, he, 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 but the thing is he has the speed to make up for it. So it doesn't cost him as much, but the thing that he brings, the thing that DC is going to have to watch out for is his ability to one-two with Ali Bedoya on the right-hand side. And not only that, Leon Flock, you know, for being a left-footed player, drifts everywhere. I mean, there was one run we saw against Red Bull where he took the ball on his left foot and sprinted up about 30 yards and played the ball through to Baizo, who made a nice cross, and it hadn't been for an intervention. It was a union tap-in. And that's the thing. Baizo gets himself in the positions. He's great at the one-two. He can beat players on the ball, which as much as we loved Ray Gattis, Ray did not offer as much on the attack. He got forward, but, but you could tell at least last the last few seasons as the union kind of changed their style to more of an attacking high pressing formation. It definitely felt like Ray at times was a little uncomfortable kind of, going forward more than than he had to where with you know Wagner and Baizo both if one of them goes up and one of them saying back but they both feel comfortable bombing it up the wings and when you have a system like that where you can allow your wing backs to bomb it up the wings and create havoc it creates a lot of real chaos when it when you have those late runners and the union do a great job of you know, when, when the, when Baizo crosses it in, the strikers are usually at least by the PK spot. So they're pressing down and you're going to have Jamiro. You're going to have Leon. You're going to have, but Ali crashing at the top of the box and, you know, in case that ball spills out and there's been a lot of chances. So having a second, you know, outside back that really can press the issue, I think is going to, has had teams on high alert, which has kind of had them, you know, really kind of alter their strategies. And it, it's definitely made every game for the union kind of like, you're not sure what you expect because, you know, if, if, if you have a speedy winger, both wingbacks might be, you know, might be staying back, but if they really don't have much of a winger system, they're getting forward, they're bombed forward. It's, it's going to be, it's going to be creating chaos. So if DC can handle both side, both wings, you know, you know, coming down. If they can handle that speed, then the union might have to alter their plans. And when when they kind of alter their plans, 
that's when the goals dry up and that's what we've seen at various points this season. I want to take maybe a look a little more broadly. Um, I I will admit I I am very very jealous of of you guys and and what you guys and what your team has been able to accomplish uh, over 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 the past few uh, past few seasons. Um, I remember when you know I would I, people would complain about DC's ownership and I'd look at will say well look at what Philly's doing they're signing goalkeepers from the World Cup when they have a perfectly capable goalkeeper. Uh, but then you guys uh, completely just flipped house, and suddenly you guys have an academy. You guys realized what I wish sometimes DC would realize, and that you know what it's it's if you can't compete to spend with the Atlantas, the LAs of the world, you know what just just have the best academy, develop players, sell them on, and then maybe that money starts to come back, and then as 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 the fees start to go up, then maybe you can spend like those teams. But but right now, try, trying to act like you can when you can't. Uh, is not working, and and I think DC is maybe starting to realize some of those uh, fallacies. Uh, but you guys, of course, sold Brendan Aronson last year. Uh, uh, I think for a record fee for your club. I'm not sure where it it stands in sort of the league, but I know it was certainly a record fee for for you guys. Uh, and then you know you guys have traded out of the draft and said, you know what, we're going to rely on your our academy. Uh, are there any players, and maybe you mentioned some in what you guys talk about, are there any players sort of coming up from your academy that, you know, maybe you're really excited to see or, or really excited to watch? Um, I mean, that's a good question because the, the union turnover with the academy has been so freaking, and given the status of you 2 right now, which is whenever MLS next like whenever the reserve league comes up so it's a tough answer at least at least for me from the prospects coming up from the young guys that are on the roster my money and i said this going into the season i think jack mcglynn has even higher potential than paxton aronson paxton aronson i think yes he's good but unfortunately he's made the 18 two games this year and we now we're unsure what that is, but McGlynn seems to be good. He's gotten two starts. He's come in off the bench on multiple occasions. I mean, there was one in, I believe it was the Surprise game. He comes on right towards the end and he nearly scores. I mean, there's been, you know, he's, he's electric. He moves the ball forward. I definitely see him as a, and we said this, an Ali Bedoya replacement. If, if, when Ali either leaves or retires, which could be in the next few years because, I mean, Ali is a is a is a workman. He will run up and down the field, but he's also in his mid, early to mid thirties. And for a soccer player, you like I mean, the amount of games a season, you really can't keep that up. So the union and Jim doesn't always like to rotate the roster, but I think in this situation, given your midfield depth, I think you can afford to give Ali rest, and that's where I think McGlynn steps up. And I think it'll allow the team to really – it's going to give you a lot of options. But Jack McGlynn, for me, definitely is the player who has the most potential. And, you know, he's only played a handful of games. Yeah, I mean, Justin mentions McGlynn. McGlynn is literally the best fit and the type of player that Kurt trusts right now in the side. Uh, even, you know, threw him into the Chicago game, gave him the start there and the start against New England. Um, and especially against Chicago, he he looked like a, a mini Ali Bedoya, which Union fans will be very happy about. 
uh, as he's still a youngster. Uh, Justin also mentioned Paxton Aronson, who you know, I think is the homegrown who has all of the hype still just because of the last name, because of being Brendan's younger brother. He's been hyped as, you know, being an even better number 10 than his brother, a better goal scorer, a better, you know, decision maker. Um, obviously, we've seen Brendan's uh, trajectory right now. It, it took him to Salzburg and could take him maybe to, to Leipzig or another German team here, uh, even as soon as next year. Uh, so we'll have to see with that. But yeah, Paxton hasn't been able to really you know, find a spot uh, for him yet. He's like Justin said, he's made the bench the last few games for the union has yet to make an appearance. I think mainly because of game situations. I think if the union are up a goal or two, you might see him come on and, and try to create some things. Uh, he might be a little bit too much of a defensive liability at this point. I think he's still, totally focused on, you know, creating that attack and then not so much worried about the defensive responsibilities that the union put on their players, especially in a diamond midfield and pressing and things along those lines. Um, I think Justin mentioned one other, one other name, Quinn Sullivan, uh, who's been a player who's been uh, a homegrown, who's been with the union this year. He's come on games, especially uh, in Champions League as well. Uh, he almost got a goal against Atlanta uh, in one of the games as well. So he, he's looking good. Uh, I think in those three players is where you get to see this next crop of homegrowns like we've seen over the past few years for the union, uh, maybe even the past four years, starting with Anthony Fontana, who we mentioned as sort of a veteran presence on this union team, even though he's a 21 year old homegrown player. Uh, but yeah, he's a, he's a mentor for these kids now since he's been on the, the club for four years. What'd you guys think of uh, uh, Mr. Bodoya's tweet about the championship being less, uh, less challenging <laughs> and entertaining than him. I, I agree by the way. I love it. I love it. One, because Ali is not afraid to piss nope. anybody off yeah. on the field, off the field. He, he loves it. But like it, we, we laugh about it because like we're, you know, we're, we're both union fans, but we're also both supporters of clubs overseas. I, you know, Tim's a Liverpool fan. I'm a Manchester United fan. I also support a, a, a team in the second division in Germany. So I understand the game on a global level. That tweet was a direct shot at what yeah, everyone refers to as a Euro snob. And they say that the championship is a, is a better level. Now, granted, it is one of the toughest divisions in the world. It plays the most amount of games. But they have playoffs. It's, it's ugly soccer. And, I mean, both those games were one nothing. You could watch New England-Columbus and see the same exact – like game i'm sure you could see the same game watching that and go i you know see i don't see much of a difference like yeah so i love it because padoya is not afraid to who he pisses off you know what he cares because half the time he's just he's just doing it just to get a rise out of people yeah Paul. yeah he's doing it to get a rise out of people and i think he just loves to throw uh throw that stuff out there and kind of see what people are going to talk about um Ali's also, uh, you know, uh, has a business mind. He wants to kind of get into that realm when he's done playing. So I'm sure he's kind of, you know, probing a little bit of like, oh, what does this look like if I threw this out here? What are how are people going to respond? Like, you know, is there a market for this sort of, uh, you know, conversation and anything like that uh, here? But yeah, like Justin said, uh, the level of play, especially in a playoff, a one-off like that. It's uh, it's it was pretty similar. I, I caught some of the end of that game that he was talking about. So. Yeah, it didn't uh, didn't look too far from from some MLS. Is there games. a market? And Tim, you, you you don't forget it's Harvard MBA grad. You're right, Ali Bedoya. Right. Harvard MBA so, grad. So Ali. we got him and him and Ray. We got we got some uh, we got some smart minds on our. Uh, <laughs> yeah. 
Our mid, our, our smart I'm, business. Yeah, I'm not, sure have, a, have, I'm not sure there's a market for controversial takes on Twitter. I don't know. I don't. I think Mr. Bedoya. Uh, I don't. I no. think he's gonna nope. be dissatisfied with that. So this podcast has, on, <laughs> I wouldn't say unfortunately, I would say fortunately, has turned into like a quasi betting podcast as well, a MLS betting podcast. So <laughs> if, if, yeah. I'm, if I'm looking at this Love weekend, it. at least according to FanDuel, you guys are very, very slight favorites. Uh, with uh, I think you're plus 130 to win DC's plus 185. So not uh, the the I, I mean right now odds makers are just sort of flipping a coin in MLS at this early point in the season. But uh, if you guys yes. were to be- so here's my question: Do is is betting sports betting legal in Pennsylvania right now? I don't know. Is, is that yes they are? Do you yeah, guys bet with is. your head or do you bet always homer style for for the home team like I do and lose money? Uh. <laughs> I, I think you we, you would want to say you're you you would bet with with your with your head. I think people lean towards their heart. At least with our market, yeah. it, people lean a lot with their heart. If I were if I were were doing it, I would definitely try to I try to lean more from a broader perspective because being a a you know having been around the sport my entire life, I've grown up playing the sport, watching the sport, so. I try to look at it from a bit more of an of an analytical perspective. I mean, Tim's Tim's indulged my conversations in in formations and you know and approaches and and getting to like the smallest details that I'm sure you know sports betters would absolutely love and they might not understand it, but they're just going to tell me, okay, what does that mean in terms of you know who's betting you know who's betting the you know the, what's what's the money line you know what am I what am I betting here? Yeah. Uh, I try to lean more with my head. I'm on occasion guilty of lean with my heart, but I try to be logical. Doesn't always work, but I try yeah, to be. I think. Go ahead. I think. Tim. I'm sorry. I, I think I'm the complete opposite of Justin. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know how to be logical and be like, oh, this team is playing well, this and that. But if I look at an MLS you know, bet line right now, I'm like, okay, I want the union to be at or near first place by the time this Nations League. Uh, you know, a break comes about. So I'm going to bet against every Eastern conference team uh, that I can, or bet draws for a lot of the games since they're East versus East, just so I would, you know, manifest some things there to get the union more points, throw it out. Right. The I mean, but uh, I'm not, I'm not, yeah, you I, use I, your I, money, use your money to, to the, to, to positive effect by <laughs> secreting it. <laughs> secret exactly. results. Uh, right now I'm relying on the fact that I am, I am fairly certain that several MLS, uh, or whoever's setting like the the lines on FanDuel for like MLS doesn't really like know, or is going off like yes. historical data, or is just going off five thirty eights like you know soccer rankings. That that that's my that's my <laughs> that's my guess at this point. And so DC's always like usually pretty low rated. Like I think we saw like Adrian Perez was like a plus a thousand to score, and he's been starting for the team. And I'm like that's like I'll put five bucks on that. If I lose that great right. if i don't hey i want <laughs> i want some serious money and you know i'll put i'll put 500 on d or 500 five on dc to win mls like <laughs> yeah, we're, the, the patreon's doing real oh, well guys crazy <laughs> yeah i was like i was like i was like look dips into the coffers do we have that? <laughs> no, but I I do feel like MLS is like a, a a low like you can you can take advantage of the of the lack of knowledge and you can make some like like you look at it like if Colorado is like plus five hundred to win a game I'll put five bucks on that because MLS is MLS and maybe they'll pull out right. that win and you get a big payday out of it so you know that that that's my philosophy <laughs> on MLS betting I feel like it's like a low you can you can find the the nooks and crannies to 
to, to, to take advantage of. So I like Atlanta United being plus 400 against Seattle this weekend. Ooh. Ooh. Wow. That's <laughs> feels, uh... feels like a bet you got to make, right? Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. Cause the way Seattle's been playing, I mean, even without Ladero there, you, we have Rui Diaz in front of net. I mean, forget about it. He's, I probably would say the most underrated striker in the league. I don't think he gets as much love, but him, him and I mean, I think they've been playing kind of like a, a two striker system and having him and Will Bruin up top is, you know, Will Bruin, man, talk about someone who's been forgotten to MLS history at times. I did not realize he had as much speed as he, as he does. Cause he's, he's, he's got a bit of speed and he's, uh, he's coming off a, a few, uh, a few major injuries. So impressive but yeah i i'd say that's a pretty smart bet yeah i, <laughs> I mean i mean throw throw some money in atlanta right now you know to break up that streak in seattle you know throw a few bucks on it you might make some back yeah i mean definitely i odds, may have you know? just done it while we were talking who who can say, <laughs> <laughs> who can say? all right uh guys uh so speaking of 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 projections and betting and everything like that uh you you guys saw the agreement right you got to get five dollars and you got to make a prediction and then you you may get that money back you, you guys read that agreement we gave you to sign no, <laughs> yeah terms and terms of service uh, <laughs> uh, terms, of service, ter- terms of service terms of service are coming on um, what, what what's your guys's up uh what are your predictions for the for the game against dc give, give us a score line goal scores wh- however you all want to <sighs> break it down um I, i've i've been pretty wrong on the last few predictions except for except for chicago because we all knew knew they were going to beat chicago uh i i thought they were going to beat new england when they drew them and i thought they were going to tie the red bull when they went beat them um dc i mean it it still feels like you guys are are so so close to getting it together but then you have a game against like columbus where you know, own goal is now your leading scorer. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, my, I normally would say, if this were last year, I would say like four to one. And, you know, you, know, you guys were hemorrhaging goals left and right. Um, I still think the union win. I, I'm going to say, I'm going to say two nothing. Oh. I was going to go three to one, but I thought given the union scoring, Three might feel like a little too much. Uh, and, you know, I think I'm going to go on a limb here. I don't think – I'm not sure if, if Daniel Gazdag will be here. But I think Casper has a brace. And I think Gazdag gets on the field and has an assist on the second goal. Okay. And the best striker in CONCACAF, Casper Shaboko stats prove me right for even for all the, the, the Columbus fans who, who I seem to be in their mentions because, you know, they think Giassi's art is, is, you know, the, the, you know, God's gift to, to MLS. Well, right now, Casper Shaboko is the top scorer in, in CONCACAF and, and it's been scoring, you know, as he's starting to get some more scoring in the league, but I think Casper has a brace and I think I'm not going to say the word, but there's going to be zero goals scored from DC. I don't want to say the word because I am a goalie and I am very superstitious. <laughs> I mean, I, I watched the, I watched the, the, you know, the, the NCAA women's championship game yesterday and they, they said how Florida state had literally never missed the PK this year. 
and they hit the first two off the post. So <laughs> commentators or podcasters curse, I believe, is real. So I'm not going to say the word. Oh, the word shutout? You don't want to say the word shutout against DC United? Okay. I, uh, yeah, that's, that's very important. Yes, yes, that word. That word. Not going to say it. Not going to say Tim, it. Tim, what do you think? Oh, uh, yeah. The, these games are always really close. I know in recent history, the Union seemed to be the team on top. But if if I have pulled these stats right, I think D.C. has six wins overall. Uh, Philly has five, and there's been three draws. So that's pretty uh, even. And D.C. right now, you know, they're not the best-looking team, but they're still kind of hanging strong there in the Eastern Conference with everyone near each other early on in the season. I think DC's good for a goal, unlike Justin, uh, who's not saying the word, and I'm not either because I'm with that superstition. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think DC get a goal, but I think the Union do find a way to get two. Uh, I'll give one to Corey Burke. He's been sort of the man in form over the last few games, and I think Jim Curtin usually rolls with that hot hand, so to speak. Uh, and we'll give the other one uh, to Anthony Fontana because he, he needs to get off the schneid here and, uh, and get one so uh, some of the haters stopped talking about how Daniel Gazdag is coming in and, and taking over a, a homegrown spot even though it's not necessarily what's happening it's just kind of pushing that competition so and if you want yeah. a song stuck in your head just think of Baby Shark oh, yeah. but insert instead of Corey Burke we say Scory mm. Burke and just say it into that theme and you'll hate yeah. us later <laughs> we're, gonna, yeah. we're gonna avoid doing that I think I think that's gonna that's be our true. plan to not All do right, that I'm, I'm think. going that uh, my brain <laughs> I, I think I I, I am it, John, John's the Nats fan here, so he so he's more maybe more uh, attuned to the Baby Shark uh, theme song than than I am. So he, no, he's it's the, about he's children. The, he's head. the Nats fan. It's, a, it's about children exclusively. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, uh, never mind. All right, I, I'm going. I'm going with a three-one win for you guys. Uh, I've I have been uh, I have been betting betting draws, betting wins on DC, or and and thinking that's going to happen. Uh, you guys always figure out a way to punish us as of late. I feel like I know it's a new coach, new, but I feel like I always get really hopeful. Uh, when I would play Philly and then it would be like a four one drubbing or there would be we would just look terrible. Uh, I, I remember I took my dad for a Father's Day game and uh, uh, I believe uh, I believe Ali, Ali Bedoya scored and that was like a six two like embarrassment. Um, and I was like, wow, great, great Father's Day. Great Father's Day gift uh, there. <laughs> oh, wait, I I remember that yes. game. That was the game. Ali ran over to the mic. Yep. Yep. And essentially became a viral moment. Yep. Yeah, that was a that was a game. It, Oof, I'm I'm sorry. He, sorry. He, Father's Day gift. He he. he uh, well, he did earn my respect for that. So I was like, okay, well, he did something. He did something cool with that celebration. Um. So with with what he did. So I am definitely uh I, I am definitely a, an Ali Bedoya fan. Uh, certainly after that moment. But yes, the the game itself was rough, and you guys figure out a way to punish us. So <laughs> that's why I'm going three one loss. John, what do you got? I was going to say 1-1, and then I remembered that I was at the Union's first game at the link against DC United, and uh, <laughs> and, and, and oh one of your God, fans in the parking lot tried to run me over with their car, and then I decided to be less charitable, and now I'm going to say DC United 1, Philly 0. They're going to lose their scoring, their, the, the keys in the, <laughs> the map to scoring goals, and DC United will score an own goal. You guys will score an own goal against yourself. That's how I'm going to play it. <laughs> own goal will help us out for once. One nothing DC. <laughs> All right, Ted, close her up. All right, yep, yeah, I think that'll that'll do it. Thank you all so so much for uh, for joining us, guys. Uh, tell the good people uh, where you can uh, where you can find us or where you can find you guys. Sorry. 
so you can find myself at Union Nut Twenty Six. Uh, I'll basically be, be be tweeting, retweeting most of the show stuff, and t- tweeting my own crazy fanatical opinions, which tend to be very very soccer driven or D and D related. If if you're if you're uh, if you're if you're into that. Uh, uh, our show is uh, Tim. Correct me if I'm wrong. Dupe by River Pod. Yes, that is right. Uh, where so we a lot of time, all of us have access, so we'll all be tweeting from that. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, we're. I mean, you know, we're we're glad to be on, and we always we always say we always like to 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 get you know you know have uh, opponents on on our show, and we try to you know get on. So we were glad to you guys reached out to us, but uh, yeah, always always a pleasure, guys. Yeah, so- yeah go ahead sorry and yeah you can, oh you're good you can find me at a uh, tim underscore loving which is my last name but if you type in on twitter tim underscore love my name does pop up uh so that's an easier way to find it uh you can also catch uh some of what i do i write for philly sports network which is what our podcast is associated with uh so i'm the the main right now main writer and uh, editor of our work uh, we have another writer zach Loboso, who couldn't join us tonight as well uh but we we tried to uh put out some some good content on the union uh good recaps uh previews things like that and then uh some think pieces about uh you know optimistic thinking which is what i'm all about <laughs> but yeah that's where you can catch my stuff as well Send that optimism to some DC fans. I feel like every time we lose, I, I see the 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 uh, cavalcade of of misery that comes through. So I, <laughs> I totally understand that as a you know like from the first what seven years of the union being a team, it was nothing but losing. So I, I was the one trying to shout optimism to you know Philadelphia fans and pessimists and what we call Negadelphians. Tim, and, Tim, it's yeah. it, is, it is it is optimism bordering on fanatical insanity i Not love wrong. tim but tim I, I try to be the realist out of out of the out of the three of us and tim just goes you know last year's so like up oh, no union win the mls cup let's go all day everything's happening and i'm like listen hey, did you did you watch did you watch like up until 2017 i did this is a totally different team that's all that's a you <laughs> get on <laughs> I, 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 we, we stand your optimism, Tim. We stand your optimism. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, thank you all, guys, so much for joining us. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Uh, definitely check the check them out on Dupe Dupe by the River podcast uh, if you want to listen to more stuff about uh, about Philly. Uh, guys, thank you so much so much for listening. Uh, we will catch you guys on Monday for our normal live show, and we will see you guys uh, next week. Enjoy the game, vamos. Mm-hmm.